episode number 43 this week, guys. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. And with a full episode this week, a full hour of talking shit. Not really, there's going to be some information. Information? No, there's going to be a topic covered off, but um, yeah, I'm not just filling in the gaps this week, I'm recording the whole episode. Woo! It is, it is about... 13 degrees outside, ladies and gentlemen. It's drizzling, raining. Um, it is not 13, it's 15. It's drizzling. Um, it's a Thursday midday. Um, yeah, sitting down. Don't know what I'm talking about now, but we're going to get into some stuff eventually. Um, hope you guys have had a good day. I have had a good day. Trained this morning. Um, hit up a session at BFT Monty. It was rough. My heart rate was zinging very sweaty then did some strength uh afterwards which was fucking sick um but yeah day's going well that's it that's all i gotta do today once i record this mate i can just lie on the fucking couch and do nothing all day which is great um perfect segue so i've been i don't know if i mentioned this in last week's episode but my psychologist gave me homework she's like you've got to lie still for like 15 minutes you don't have to lie still but you've got to try and lie still for 15 minutes and just kind of like explore how that feels um so like you know if i'm sitting there i'm like i don't like this, this is pretty boring i can't sit still i'm struggling you know what does it feel like to be struggling like i want to move this i want to move my leg i want to flick my arms i want to f- i want to look at stuff you know just kind of like explore how it feels to not want to sit still um and i haven't done i hadn't done it until yesterday and i did it again today and it's been kind of beneficial actually so yesterday i did it beforehand i was like really wired like i was i was fucking wired um and then i kind of did it 15 minutes and then after that i was like okay what do I need to do? And then I kind of just sat down and I well, planned this whole podcast out. I just sat down and just pumped out, you know, 30 minutes of solid, like solid work um, after being wired and not being able to concentrate. So then I was like, then today I decided to do the same thing. And I did beforehand. I was fully wired. Like the first five minutes, I set a 15 minute timer on my watch and then just kind of like um, zone out. And the first five minutes, I think it was five minutes, I don't really know, but I was really struggling. I was like, my heart, I'd, my head was just racing, thinking of just so many different things. And it wasn't, it wasn't a great, uh, it wasn't a great way to stay in shape. But eventually I kind of calmed my, calmed my shit down and started to be able to concentrate on not concentrating on anything and just kind of like feeling it out. And it was good. It was actually really good. The time went off and I was like, oh shit. Um, I actually had to like stop it and then just lie there and kind of come back again. So I'm enjoying that practice. So I'm going to keep trying to do it. Um, I actually pro- propositioned her and said, I want to get into reading because I struggle reading because um, I just get distracted too easily. And she just said that she's like, do this instead, practice this, and then you can read later. It's not important that you read now. Um, so I've been practicing this and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, forgive me if I have, but we actually covered off why I can't concentrate on things. And she's like, cause of the environment, I, environment I grew up in, um, it's like a defense mechanism or a safety mechanism. I'm just super alert, super tuned into different noises, like doors shutting, fucking sounds of different cars, like anything. Just, I'm just hyper aware because, you know, i used to have to kind of pick up on things like that and be like, all right, brace yourself or get ready, you know? Um, so it's like a defense mechanism. So I'm just super tuned into, like, I can only really give, I remember saying this, so I must've touched on it before, but I can only really give 70% to what I'm doing. I can't give a hundred percent because I'm spending 30% of the time or 30% of my attention focusing on things that are happening and happening around me. Um, just to try and, you know, prevent myself from getting cornered or, you know, something, whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, I just did that and I feel, feel fucking good. feel real good. Um, ready to rip into this, obviously, as we've started. Um, what has happened since we last spoke? So I last spoke to you guys on, did I record on Thursday or Friday last week? No, I recorded on Friday because I remember being pressed for time and almost not. That's right. I did the barbell course last week. Damn, son. Um, so yeah, this week's been 
pretty good. So Saturday, what happened Saturday? Um, recorded Friday. Did Caitlin make scrolls on Friday or Saturday? No, she made scrolls throughout the re- weekend. So um, Caitlin came over on Friday night. Well, she came over Friday. She definitely came over Saturday and she was over on Sunday as well. We were hanging out all weekend. And she made scrolls Saturday and they weren't the best scrolls ever that she'd made. I think she halved the recipe and she just didn't like, I don't know, she'd halved the recipe and then made the dough too thin, you know, whatever. It's simple mistake. So then she gave another crack on Sunday and they were the fucking best. I want her to make them again so I can video it and put it up on um, Instagram because they were fucking so good. Vegan scrolls, holy shit. Um, then she made this like what do you call it icing out of like almond milk icing sugar and a bit of um vanilla extract and it just tasted like it was like buttermilk on these soft delicious scrolls they're not as good the day after but the day of man i think i ate like three or four um it was so good so i'm gonna try and make get her to make them again so i can film it i also should do that with my lasagna i need to make lasagna and film that just so I can put it up, because they're good recipes, and they're so yum, Um, we've been making, actually, I should probably do it with this too, oh boy, so much content to capture, my mind's racing again, I am considering buying a camera um, to take photos and film things, like I've got my GoPro, yes, and it's great at filming stuff, but I'd like a proper camera um, as well, so I'm considering looking at buying one of them, but you know, I'm not gonna, I've been, okay, Fucking hell, we've got to cover off a lot of things. I've got a list of stuff, and I know shit's just going to pop up into my brain like it just did just then. Um, Another conversation I was having with my psychologist is that I never really do anything on impulse. Rarely, rarely. Like, I might buy things all at once, and it might seem like I'm, you know, impulse buying things. Like, I think I brought my laptop and my GoPro at the same time, but I'm not. I'm like, I've been sitting on that decision for, you know, it might be a month, might be two months, and I've like figured out what I want to buy. And it's just the moment that I decide to buy it, I'm like, cool, I'm going to buy it now. And I'm going to may as well buy something else at the same time. Because I'm like, I don't know, I like managing my money well. So I don't like pulling money out of my savings unless I have a good reason to. Like, I have to justify it. Like, for me, buying a watch, a Garmin watch, they're like fucking 1200 bucks or something, super expensive. But. I've had this watch for like two years, three years. I've had it for my whole Ironman training block and I've put so many hours into it that if I was to divide it by how many fucking sessions I've done or how long I've worn it, it'd be like a cent per session. It's nothing. So I like justify things by kind of how much I use them. Like I just bought a new pair of Nanos and I train, fuck, like three or four times a week in them. So justified straight away. Like, and I wear them as well during the day. So I justify that shit straight away. Runners as well. You know, they're expensive, yes, but I spend so much time on my feet running. Like I do 40 plus, 40, 50, 60, depending on what I'm focusing on at that current period, Ks a week. Um, If I was to have a shitty pair of runners, I'd get injured immediately. It's like me riding around on my bike with the seat height wrong. That's silly. Why would I do that? So it's, it's worth investing in things that are going to help you get to where you need to be and prevent you from getting injured. So a good pair of runners is one of those things. Um, I kind of lost track, but what I was getting at is she kind of just said, you don't really impulse buy things. You don't really buy things for the sake of buying it and being like, this is cool. Like, like a childlike thing. Cause I, I kind of, what we're touching on at the moment, excuse me if this is an overshare, but, um, like we're kind of working out the, the fact that I missed out a lot of my childhood. I didn't really have a proper, um, like I wasn't able to actually experience childhood from a child perspective. I was kind of like forced to grow up real fast and become an adult and like responsible and be like the the fun sponge and be like the responsible one who's like, no, you can't do that. That's not responsible. So I've she's like, you got to try and kind of feed that childlike. Um, what's the when you're trying to fuck? I got to feed my child like brain, I don't know, childlike brain, I do have a childlike brain, but I got to feed that, my curiosity, that's the word I was looking for, got to feed that, um, and be a little bit more impulsive with things, that's why I got my nails painted, because I was like, I want to get my nails painted, um, 
and then I'm just like, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to try and feed that aspect of me a little bit more. So instead of weighing things up for fucking three weeks and then pulling the trigger, I've got to try and be like, maybe not with expensive things, but with little things, be like, cool, let's just see what that's like. Do it. You know, I want to try a new treat or a new fucking chocolate. Just buy it, eat it and be like, yeah, cool. Um, I'm doing that at the moment with Monster Energy Drinks. I've been drinking Monster Ultra and like, I'm not against it. Um, I read the ingredients and like it got, it's got fucking a lot of caffeine, some taurine. It's got B vitamins and shit in there too. Like, and sweetener. It's not, the ingredients aren't overly bad. Like there's only if there's a limited, like there's probably what? five or ten ingredients in there it's not that many it's not as bad as i think people think it is um by the exception of sweetness sweetener's not great but it's in my opinion like in terms of a zero sugar monster in terms uh, compared to a full sugar monster i'd rather have the zero sugar one because it's less sugar and like the fucking full sugar ones have a buttload of sugar so I've been having them as like a pre-workout because it's got 160 milligrams of caffeine which is four shots roughly um and they've been fucking dope so shit like that i'm just gonna keep experimenting things and being like cool this is nice i like that um so yeah uh but in terms of the monster ultra great pre-workout and you can get them relatively cheap too so i'm gonna keep doing that until i feel shit you just can't have don't have more than one a day um or try not to have it after midday because 160 milligrams of caffeine is a fucking shitload and you don't want to like you know bury yourself um but yeah to get back to my point my psychologist is saying i need to be more like um kind of impulsive with with things uh fuck that all started from me saying i want to buy a camera damn son i do have a wild wild mind I don't want to tame it either. So yeah, I want to get a camera at some point um, in the near future, but we'll see how we go. So I can film more recipes and do, I've been saying that for ages, but I would like to film more recipes. I'd like to get a good tripod and film myself fucking training more. I'd like a fucking, an intern to come around and film me all day. Oh, because I say the most wild shit. Speaking of, all right. Now, uh, no offense uh, to, to anyone after me saying this oh hmm. i mean yeah no offense i don't mean any harm by it it's just a light-hearted joke so caitlin and i were waiting to vote we were waiting in line and we had to wait for probably half an hour because it was quite busy where we went and i was just like well there's no other way to pass the time other than just talking shit so i was running my mouth talking nonsense i was just whatever i saw i would just riff and go off on a tangent and just say the most wild shit ever um and this we saw this guy come out of voting and he had a a stick he was blind and he was like tapping the ground with a stick and as he went past i was like booby penises i just kind of like whispered booby penises um under my breath and caitlin was like what did you say and i was like i said booby penises and she's like why did you say that and i was like well if he's blind i want to know if he has like super hearing and i wanted to see if he would turn around and look at me he didn't, um, but part of me wonders, like, he probably heard it and was probably like, this guy's fucking with me, and then just kept walking, but led me to think, I was like, what if, you know, you start whispering shit under your breath as blind people go past, and um, one day, one of them will hear it, who knows, so I might try and do that more often, probably not, um, I just thought it was funny, thought it was a funny thing to say while I was just running my mouth as I do best. Um, all right. So back to the agenda. Um, my nails really dirty. I think I'm going to scratch it off soon. Sorry. Back to the agenda. So Caitlin made vegan scrolls and they were fucking delicious. I got back into my training after having Wednesday, Thursday and Friday off completely on. So I got back into that on Saturday. Um, Saturday I had a two hour ride into a an 8k run but I made it 11 because I hadn't trained and I was like ah it works out better because if I had done 8k's then I would have been walking 2k's to the end of the track to get picked up and I was like I'm just gonna keep running it just makes more sense so 
two-hour ride into a 10k run and that two-hour ride holy shit saturday morning was so fucking cold i wore um like i wore a skins top then i wore a thermal long sleeve top then i put my jersey on then i had a little vest over the top then i had my you know my booties on over my cycling shoes to protect my toes i had um latex gloves inside my like snow gloves to ride with and i froze to the fucking bone for those the whole two hours i froze to death it was disgusting um i got fucking an hour and 20 minutes into it and i needed to stop to eat something so i stopped and had a banana and i started again and it was just bad man bad i was so fucking cold um like it, I was cold to the bone. I don't know if you've ever been cold to the bone before, but the wind coming through was just hit me, and I was like, there's no way out of this. Like, I was just done. I was cold until I finished. Um, and I got home, and, like, I couldn't... I could barely undo my cycling shoes because my hands were just numb. I had fucking two layers of gloves on, and my hands were numb. Came inside, and it was warm inside, and like the warmth, I think the blood started getting back into my fingers and they had felt like someone was driving a pin through the top of each of my fingers. Um, I have Raynards, which is like poor blood flow in my extremities. So that doesn't help. Um, and it felt like someone was driving a pin through the tip of each of my fingers and I was just standing inside with my fists clenched, just like, ah, <laughs> you would have thought I was going trying to go Super Saiyan. But I was sitting there, I was like, ah, fuck. And then like, trying to fucking put them on the floor because we have heated floors. I was trying to warm them up. Um, it's a weird flex. I was trying to wait, warm them up from the floor and like it just sucked. And I knew I had to go for a run. Um, so I gave myself like 15 minutes. Usually I try and get the turnaround done in about five or 10 minutes, but I gave myself 15 or 20 minutes to kind of warm up before I left for my run because I didn't want to wear gloves on my run. Um, oh boy, which I can't remember if I did or didn't. I don't think I did. Um, so yeah, I tried to like let my body warm up again before I left. Cause if I had left and I was cold, it would have just not got, wouldn't have gotten any better. Um, but yeah, I ended up going for the run. The run was fucking mad. Like the ride was great too. It just fucking sucked. And then the ride, uh, the run was, the run was sweet. That was a good day. Then Sunday I did, had a three hour ride. Um, and I just decided to hit King Lake three, uh, King Lake twice. And I actually got a PB on the second one. By 40 seconds, I averaged 340 watts on the whole the whole way up, which was about 24, 25 minutes. Um, it was fucking sick. Like, I, I could have gone a little harder. I didn't. I didn't know. Like, I don't really do efforts. I don't really push myself really hard going up. I try and just keep a nice steady pace um, below threshold. But I was like, nah, fuck it. Have a crack. And this group went past me as I was, I just stopped to take a wee. And then I was going to jump back on and go up again. And this group went past and I was like, hmm, I probably won't catch them. And then I was like, although I could try. So then I did and I picked off, it's probably a group of 10 people and I think I picked off six or seven. Um, I didn't catch the top, like the, the, the leaders, but I picked off everyone else, which was cool. And then as soon as you, as soon as I overtook someone, it was like, fuck, I can't let them catch me again. So I'd have to give it a bit. And I just kept, kept pushing all the way up, got to the top and I was like, nice, now I am no, like I knew I hit a PB. I didn't know by how much it was, but I was like, that was definitely a PB. I've never held that wattage going up before. Um, so I hooked a Yui and rode back home and it was fucking great. Finished before 9.30, which is always good fun when you finish a ride um, nice and early on a Sunday. And then what else? I classically went to Zenden. What else did we do on the weekend? I think that was it. Then we actually, no, sun, Saturday was, so Saturday night we went to see Caitlin's work friend. She had a housewarming party and that was kind of fun. It was a pretty hectic, pretty long drive, but that was good fun. Talking more shit and then road Sunday. And then Sunday I was just like, can we do nothing today? Like I just want to do fucking zero. Um, so that's what we did. We did zero after we went to Zenden, came back home, and we literally lay around and played Nintendo Switch all day. Just played fucking Mario Kart, and it was the bomb. Um, I was very happy with that. Played Mario Kart and ate treats. So good. Um, I was thinking, like, I was like, oh, maybe I should try and clean up my diet a little bit, because I don't eat 
I eat pretty healthy, but I eat a lot of crap too. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to clean up my diet. And I just fucking, I don't know. I just don't. Um, I just keep buying crappy foods. So I think I'm really going to have to try and stop buying shitty foods. Um, shitty foods being like, I bought vegan cookies from Coles today and I've eaten nearly the whole packet, which is a lot. I don't need to. Um, I don't need to eat them, but I did. I have, and they're really good. So I got to just like try and stop buying all these treaty treats. Kind of, I think I have like a sugar addiction, so I need to try and wean myself off that a little bit. Um, but yeah, that covers a weekend off. Now this week, let's look at this week. All right, this week was the first week of my program that I wrote for myself. Um, I definitely went over that last in last week's episode. And Monday was a light day, meaning I'm just trying to prep my nervous system, prep the movement patterns, get everything ready to go for the week. Um, and the fucking like the weights were like sixty percent less than what I'm currently, what my working sets are or my working, uh, my heavy days are 60% less. So quite significant. So the difference between hundred kilo back squats and 60 kilo back squats, quite significant reduction in weight. And I had deadlifts at 97.5. Um, and my working sets this week were 120 and the fucking trying to drill technique with 97.5 kilos is fucking hard man real hard so uh it was just good like i pulled up sore from doing fucking sets of four or five deadlifts at 97 kilos which is ridiculous when the reality is if i wanted to do as many reps as i could touch and go with 97 kilos i could probably nearly do 40 reps um i think i have done that before in the past i think i've done like a set of 40 with 100 kilos so five reps was fucking rough um, just goes to show how much technique, like if you can drill technique with lightweight and like they were, they were saying a big motto they had was make lightweights heavy to make heavy weights light. Um, and I get that. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with the lighter weights, really drill technique, really stick to it so that when the weights do get heavy, it's like, cool, we can do this. Um, otherwise I was worried that this week would be a bit shit because I had a few days off last week, um, but I was wrong, very wrong. This week was fucking flying. I feel so good. I feel like I, I felt like even on the weekend, I felt like I was fucking peaking. So I think those few days off with my neck actually helped heaps. Um, my neck's feeling great now. I'm, you know, I have to do these neck exercises just to try and keep. Oh boy, just to try and keep range of motion through my. Um, muscles because they tend to, if they get scared they get tight so i've got to try and keep range of motion which means i'm constantly like you'll see me you won't see me because this is a podcast but um like i'll be in a random place and i'll feel my neck get a bit tight and i'll just sit there and start looking left to right to left to right and i look like one of those clowns at the uh carnival and it's just a weird thing to see someone doing just looking left and right constantly so yeah, it's a great way to stay in shape, but it, it does. It loosens it all up, makes me feel good. So um, very happy with that. This week has just been a good week of training. Um, Monday, don't really remember what I've done this week. All I remember, um, I'll talk about the strength sessions because they're kind of key. Everything else is, well, swimming felt good too this week. I've had two swims. Um, but yeah, the strength sessions have been feeling real nice. Like the deadlifts at 120 were fucking hard, but they felt solid. Then the overhead press was quite pretty light I'm just trying to drill the technique with those ones and then today I did uh, back squats and bench press bench press didn't feel great this week it felt really heavy and I think it was because I set the um, J hooks a bit too high so I'd get into my super tight position with my upper back locked in and then I would have to break that tight position to unrack the weight and it just ruined it didn't like it just made it feel a lot harder because I wasn't at, in as much of a tight position um, and because my back wasn't packed down as much it meant my chest kind of dipped a bit which meant I had to go I had to pull the weight down even further um, so I just I think next time I'll set the J hooks a bit lower than I think that way I can make sure I get into that real tight position um, but I've just Oh, man, technique is so important. It's such a big pillar to lifting weights. And it, like I've just found myself in this loop of um, since going to the Strong First course, 
I am watching people put up their lifts on Instagram and stuff like that. And it's just, my brain is just like, mm, could probably do that. You know, make sure you fucking, you could be making sure you're tighter. Don't overextend at the top, this and that. And I'm just picking apart their lifts, which is really good practice for the shit that I learned. But it's like, oh man, I can't unsee this now. Um, so I'm really trying to just drill my technique hard because I can't pick apart other people's technique if mine's shit. So I'm really making sure that I am on top of that stuff now. Um, particularly squats was today like at 85, which is, I mean, it's not really that heavy, but it's, they felt so fucking good. They just felt tidy as like, it's just, I'm like, cool. Like I was able to sit really upright. My knees weren't caving in. Everything was working well. And it's just, I don't know, man, just drilling that technique has made everything feel far, far, far better. Um, so I'm very happy with that. Otherwise, what else has been going on? Oh, that's right. I got me some Tom Segura tickets to go see Tom Segura when he comes to Melbourne in January next year. Long, long time to wait. I'm actually going to see Shane Gillis in August as well, which would be quite funny. But yeah, Tom Segura next year. Um, his tickets went live yesterday and it's raining pretty heavy outside. And I was paranoid that I was going to miss the... Um, miss them because I was like, oh man, he's, cause I look at him and I'm like, this guy's fucking awesome. So I assume everyone else thinks that, but a lot of people don't really know. Like if you don't follow comedy, you don't really know who these guys are. So, um, I was like, no, he's going to sell out instantly. So I jumped on straight away and bought them yesterday and yeah, I'm fucking keen, very keen to go and see him live. It's going to be fucking great. It's great, but it's going to be a great way to stay in shape. I really hope he brings his wife as well. And she opened or does like a, an opening act because she's quite funny as well. Um, what else was there? There was something else that popped into my brain. Yeah, that's right. Another solid session from this week was the Metcon at BFT Monty yesterday. Um, I was talking to Ben last week. Apparently, he said I mentioned it to him last week, but I don't remember doing that. Anyway, not important. Um, I had this format in mind of like doing... So... Didn't know how big the blocks would be, but I had a format of saying, all right, you do one couplet of movements or you do one effort or one little zone, then you do another zone, then you do another zone, and then you go back through and you try and beat your scores at each of the zones. So we did a, so say block one was a 1.2K ski with 20 dumbbell snatches after each effort in teams of five. And then in remaining time, it was max ski cals, right? Then block two was 1.2K row, 15 burpees after each effort and max row cows in remaining time. Then block three was oh, air bike, 200 air bike cows, I think, with 20 second efforts. Then after each effort was 20 KB swings. And then max in remaining time, it was max D ball ground to shoulders. Um, anyway, you do that once, then you go back through it. It was six minute blocks at each um, station whatever. And it was just, it was cool. It was fucking hard. It was really difficult, but it was fucking cool. So I think we'll revisit that one um, at some point. Then I had a really cool, I had a cool idea, not really, not a cool idea, but I thought of another cool structure for a little work. And it's like almost like a choose your own adventure. So either in pairs or teams of three or something like that, um, like lay the work out that needs to be done. So you say you got to fucking, you got to hit a 2K ski or a 3K ski. Um, then you got to do 100 burpees. Then you got, say, 100 fucking devil's press, something like that. N not those movements or 100 thrusters or whatever. And like in your team of three, you got to try and get all that shit done as quickly as possible. Um, and then kind of like your team of three, you decide how you do it. You know, the next team decides how they do it and everyone can work through it differently um, all the same but you kind of pick your own way through it. So you might go, if it was just say a, just say it was a, a 3K ski, 100 devil's press, 100 box jumps, 100 burpees, 100 thrusters. You might say, all right, guys, we're going to do ski, um, then fucking burpees, then we're going to do box jumps, then we're going to do devil's press, then we're going to do thrusters. Like you just work through like that. Or it might be like, all right, guys, we're going to go 40 stroke ski, then we're going to go ten, uh, five of each of those movements and kind of chip away at it all, as, all at once until we get through. 
like i don't know you just picked your own way through thought it was a cool concept so i don't know maybe we might do one of them maybe i could just do it myself that'd be fun oh Oh boy sorry um anyway yesterday i had a 90 minute ride yesterday was a big day actually i swam in the morning did the metcon and then i rode had a 90 minute ride in the afternoon i was supposed to ride today but i just i didn't the weather today is not great and i yesterday afternoon was just a fucking great afternoon the sun was out and i was like i would much rather go and ride 90 minutes outside now even though i've already done quite a bit today than have to ride 90 minutes indoors tomorrow um so i did that yesterday and i'm so glad i did because it means now i don't have to fucking do anything this afternoon anyway i was riding and on the way to strathewan it's kind of weird like the road is kind of cut into a hill it's not a cliff it's a hill and so it means like there's a bit of there's a uh, a bit of a hill to one side say you're right um then there's like the road and then it banks off on the left probably about two or three meters down and then it's like flatlands where a flat like flat flood lands like it the water can rise to there but it rarely does um and you know people's properties are on either side of the road obviously and i was coming around the bend on my bike and then i see this fucking car like off the side of the road sitting perpendicular um which is like at a right angle to the road off the cliff with like its bumper into the the hill on the side and it's uh tail into the fence of someone's property and i was like what the fuck and i like you know rode past and it was some kid on his peas and i was like you're all right mate and he just looks at me and he, he was fucking man i swear to god he was either like he was either on drugs or he was just fucking you know a bit silly so yeah i fucking i don't know man i just came around the corner and my brakes locked up and now i'm fucking stuck here i don't know and i was trying to get out and it was like austin powers man if you've seen Austin Powers, when he gets the cart stuck and he's like, just forward and back, forward and back, that's exactly how he got himself stuck. And I was like, fuck, I was like, do you have anyone you can call? He's like, I think I'm just going to try and get out. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like he'd fucking rolled his whole, the whole rubber wheel off his front rim. I just don't think he knew exactly what he was doing. Either that or he was like, um, you know, when something pretty full on happens and your adrenaline spikes and you don't really know how to process things properly. I think he might have still been in that state. And I was like, I was like, if you need someone, call them. Like, do you want me to call someone for you? And he was like, no, I'll, I'll be all right. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to keep riding. I'm going to ride back in 10 minutes. If you're still here, um, you know, I, if you're still here and you need me, I'll stop and I'll give you a hand. I was not much use. I was on my fucking bike. I had cleats on and bike shorts. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Anyway, I rode, but I rode off and then came back past. And um, by the time I came back past, someone else had stopped with a four-wheel drive and was like talking to him. And I was like, cool. He's in someone else's hands now. Um, I felt bad because he was on his red peas and his car was like, if anything, his fucking rear bumper was cooked because he was backing into the fence and his tire was a bit fucked up. But anyway, not my problem, fortunately. Anyway, he, um, yeah, was stuck. And I wonder if anything happened to him. I don't know. I'd like to know. Like, I almost went back in my car, but I was like, nah, man. Like, I don't want to fucking... I don't know. Like, I, not that he deserved it, but I feel like he um, yeah, he was on some shit. Maybe that's why he didn't want to call the cops. Anyway, um, I have a bunch more shit that I want to talk about, but I'm just going to not talk about it because I feel like we should get into the fucking topic of the day. So... I started off this topic um, as he cracks a Cocoa Coast. I started off this topic. I'm going to stop cracking Cocoa Coast on the podcast and start cracking monsters, guys. Um, I'm not because I never record in the morning and I would not drink a monster at 1.30. No fucking way. Unless I was planning on staying up all night. Anyway, um, talking about the monsters real quick. They're a great pre-workout because if you have coffee pre-workout, it makes you want to shit your pants. But if you have a monster pre-workout, it doesn't do that to you. It actually keeps your stomach nice and chill. So uh, that's one of the main reasons I've started having them pre-workout because it's like it doesn't fuck with my stomach as much as a coffee does. So um, I'm just going to keep making subtle points until everyone's drinking monster that listens to this podcast. Don't. Don't do it. Um, anyway, so the topic of today is... 
Sorry guys, I had a phone call um, that was relatively urgent actually, come to think of it, but I'm not going to tell you what it was about because I feel like that would just be provoking the issue. Um, anyway, the topic of today is, well, I the question I asked myself was, can we teach mental toughness? But I feel like the topic should be, what is mental toughness? Because like, what is it? What is mental toughness? Um So I'm going to start this off by flashing back to an episode I did in the past where I spoke about the difference between mental toughness and being like hard-headed or stubborn. Um, And I think that being hard-headed or sorry, I think that being mental tough or having good mental toughness is having the ability to not quit on something as soon as it gets hard. Um, It could be in a workout, it could be trying to grasp a new skill, concept or studies in your everyday life, like having the ability to just realize, all right, this is hard, but I'm going to finish it. I'm going to keep going. I don't need to quit. Like I've got this covered. Having that kind of ability in your your mind. Um, It's having the ability to understand that things are going to be difficult just as much as things will be easy it's all part of the process so like you're gonna have times where it's fucking hard you're gonna have times where it's fucking easy it's all part of the process that's just how it works you can't um like you can't expect it it's not always going to be hard it's not always going to be easy ebbs and flows ebbs and flows it's just like life it's always going to be like that um it's understanding that if we are starting out in something new that it is going to be hard but if we persist it'll get easier like Everything that you start new off the cuff is always going to be hard, um, but it always gets easier. Like the better you get at it, the more you understand it. It's like picking up a new skill. Like at first you're like, geez, how do I even do this? Juggling. You're like, what the fuck? Then the more you practice, the more you practice, you're like, oh, this actually isn't that hard. Um, So practice makes perfect in this case. You know, when you start something new, it's going to be hard, but it's mental toughness is kind of being like, this is hard now. But I know that in the future, it's going to be easier. Um, And knowing when to quit or take a break. Like sometimes you're going to need to pull the pin on something and quit while you're ahead or before you make things worse. That might be in the case of an injury or, you know, your mental burnout. Like for my, in my case, injury, I like, I'm not good at, I'm not good at this one. Like I like to think of myself as having good mental toughness, but in this case, I'm not with this this aspect of it um i tend to always just push through things probably because of my upbringing um you know i'm always like no no excuse is good enough i have to do this otherwise i'm not good enough that's kind of my attitude and that's not a good attitude to have so like i feel like with my neck though i was pretty responsible because i was like nope i need to take time let this heal then i can get back to doing what i want to do so i feel like i'm getting better but i'm not perfect with this one um, and being in touch with your, with yourself and knowing yourself. It's so important with this one. Like I've struggled with this a bit over the years. I'm getting much better at it now. But you need to know yourself in terms of um, like you need to understand your the way your mind works um, in terms of pushing yourself and how you respond to being pushed. For me, I just play games with myself. You know, if I've got a really hard five-minute effort, I'm like, you know what? Do two minutes, then have a break. I'll get to two minutes. I'm like, you know what? Why not just go to three? That's over halfway. Then you can break. And I'm like, three, fuck. There's only two minutes left. Let's just get one of those out of the way. Then I might rest for that last one. Then I get to that last minute and I just push through to the finish and I'm done. I always just play games with myself. I know I'm going to do the full five minutes, but I pretend like I'm not. And that gets me through. That's how I do fucking everything. I'm always like, you know what? Take a break halfway. And I don't take the break and I just finish it off. It's just how it works. It's just what works for me. So figure out how you work and kind of play into that so you can be better. Um, Now, being hard-headed, which at surface level looks like mental toughness because you're like, yeah, they're pushing. They're pushing through. They're not giving up. But it's different. Um, Like hard-headed people never stop regardless of circumstance if i stop i die attitude now i have probably come from that um and it's not a healthy attitude to have it's like it may seem good from the outside but trust me it doesn't last you can push through stuff um but it isn't from a smart like hard-headed people can push through stuff but it isn't from a smart place it's from a dangerous place a place where you could be putting yourself at risk um if you're hard-headed 
you're the kind of person who would, that's right. So if you're hard-headed, you're the kind of person who's going to turn a muscle strain into a muscle tear. Whereas a mentally tough person would be like, okay, this is an injury. I understand that if I pull back now, I can let it recover and I can get back to training sooner. Whereas a hard-headed person's like, if I stop, I die and they make it worse. Um, the hard-headed person is not interested in listening to people when they tell them they might be overdoing it or doing something incorrectly. They're like, no, I'm just going to do it, and they just keep going. Um, they're not willing to stop or take a break, even if it's at their own detriment. This could be a physical, like a physical injury kind of thing or a mental mental aspect. Like They might be burning themselves out, but they're not willing to take a break until they are forced to take a break. Um, thinking that feeling low mentally is a weakness. And that it should be something that, you know, can be overcome or ignored. And that's not real. That's false. That's a lie. Being like feeling low mentally is a real thing. And you need to acknowledge that and you need to address it. It's not something that needs to be pushed through, overcome, pushed past. Like, no, that's not a thing. Um, We need to acknowledge that, address it, and then kind of like remove that or not put a bandaid on it. Fix the whole thing completely. Then that's not going to be a problem again. Not going to be a problem anymore. Um, So... In terms of knowing yourself, um, you need to know when you're trying to take the easy route. So you need to know the difference between whether you're trying to take the easy way out or whether you are actually in need of a break. Um, for me, I know that if I take the easy route or pull up on pull up short on something, it means I need a break. I'll honestly just subconsciously stop. It isn't even a choice anymore. It's my body saying, now nah, we're done. So like if I'm doing a ride or a run or something, my I'll just stop. Um, if I'm doing a really hard effort on the bike, I'll just stop. It's not a choice of like, I'm going to stop now. It's like, no, I'm going to keep pushing. I have the same mind games with myself. Like, you know, get to the next part, get to the next part. But there are times where I'll just stop and I'll be like, what the fuck? And I'll be like, okay, I must be really struggling. Like I will just pull up short. Um, so for me, that's a sign. It's like, okay, cool. I must really be struggling. I must kind of be getting close to that that break point. Um, if I sleep through my alarms without realizing that I've snoozed them, that's a sign for me that I needed that sleep. I needed that break. So I might have to miss a session now because I don't have time because I've slept through my alarm. That to me is like a sign of, okay, cool. This is needed. My body needed this. It needed this extra sleep. It needed to miss a session in order for me to keep moving forward um but in like if i'm being honest i should probably be a bit bit better at reading the warning signs before it happens like i haven't had that i haven't slept through an alarm for a long time um which is a good thing but at the same time i need to get better at reading that situation so that i don't sleep through an alarm um because you know you don't want to be sleeping through alarms if you need to get up. So I need to get better at identifying when that's about to happen before it happens, so I can address it before my body forces me to sleep through an alarm. Um, usually, if I ignore the uh, warning signs for too long, um, then my body's going to give me forced rest, which is what I think happened with my neck. Um, I had a few large weeks of training, so although I manage my neck better than I probably like and and although I managed my neck quite well or I think I managed it quite well um it was still one of those things that I think happened to me because it was like we need you to rest now um because I had a few large weeks I think three or four really large weeks where I was you know I started to feel them like I was like damn I'm, I'm training quite a bit like I felt good but I was like I'm definitely putting in a lot of work um then I miraculously ended up with an x brain that took me out for three days and I think it was just good. I feel great now. I feel much better. So I think I needed that to give myself a bit of a um, bit of a break, take a step back, chill out a bit. I think it was just something that I needed, um, you know, because I had, like I said, I had a couple of big weeks. Mm. Um, yeah. So you're like, you need to learn. You need to know yourself. You need to understand how you work. Um, so can we teach it? Or how do we learn mental toughness? Um, so with all of this considered that I've spoken to, spoken through so far, can we teach mental toughness? And I believe that the only way we can teach mental stuff, t- toughness, mental stuffness, the only way we can teach mental toughness is to educate people on the following points. We need people to understand um, 
where am I reading? Sorry, I've, I've written notes and I just keep missing where I've, where I've written them. Um, we need people to understand that it's okay not to feel 100% all the time. It's okay to need to take a break every now and then. It is completely normal to feel this way. It isn't weak and you're not being a pussy. It's fucking normal. Um, in fact, from my experience, I think it's more hardcore or tough to actually acknowledge that you need a break than it is to push through push through it. I've been on both sides here. I know what it's fucking like. Like I honestly think that it's way bigger for you to be like, no, you know what? I'm going to take a step back, let myself recover. And then I could come back to this. I don't need to show, prove anything wrong. I don't, I didn't need to prove anyone wrong. I don't need to prove that I can do this. Taking a step back in order to take two steps forward is far better than just taking one step forward, another step forward, and then hitting a wall and fucking getting pushed back five steps you need to we need people to understand that it's not weak to acknowledge that you're you know you're not feeling a hundred percent um this could be physically or mentally it's not weak to acknowledge that and i think the social norms especially for dudes is um you know you're fucking weak if you want to take a break or you, you don't feel 100% like you are a pussy that's the that's what we're being told that's what we're brought up to believe and it sucks um, because you know, you've got that underlying tone, even though you know that you are doing the right thing, there's still that underlying voice of, you know, you're a fucking pussy. Why are you doing this? So how do we teach this? This needs to be taught from a mental health aspect. We need to be re-educated on it because society has raised us wrong. We've been raised in the wrong way, particularly with male culture. We're told that it is soft not to feel great mentally when it's just fucking bullshit. Like, it's not soft not to feel great mentally. It's part of life. Um, We need to try and fix it. We need to address it. We need to make ourselves feel a bit better. Um, It's not fucking soft. It's, you know, it's just part of life. And not addressing it is only going to make it worse because it's going to compound and compound and compound. Until it puts us in a place where you're either going to fucking kill yourself or you're going to end up insane or you're going to end up drinking forever. Like neither of those or none of those are great options. Um, so it's, yeah, fucking we've got to educate people from the mental health aspect that it's okay not to feel 100% all the time. It's fine. It's acceptable. It's normal. Um, like I mentioned before, we need to be taught to understand that some days are going to be harder mentally than others. And that's okay. Like we need to be taught that because... You know, you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't fucking, I can't do anything today. What's wrong with me? I can't concentrate. I can't get my work done. It's like, that's fine. You're probably just having a shitty fucking day. That's normal. It's part of life. Um, there are also days where it'll be impossible mentally and that's okay. Like you'll wake up and you're like, I can't do it today. And that's fine. Like that's normal as well. That's something that, you know, everyone experiences. It's not just you. It's not just, it's not, you don't have to bury that. It's everyone experiences it. Um... And if we don't respect our mental health, we are fucking doomed. You are doomed. You are going to hit a wall at some point and it's going to fucking, it's not going to keep you improving. If you don't look after or respect your mental health, you are going to hit a tipping point at some point in your life and it's not going to be good for you or those around you. Like you will do something, you will take a path that you probably can't come back from because Mental health is everything. If you have good mental health, it allows you to do unlimited things. But if you don't respect that and you fucking keep pushing it to the back, then one day it's going to catch up. You can't ignore it. Um, So that's the first thing we need to educate people on. The next, I believe, we need to educate people on is we need people to understand the importance of thinking long-term. Pulling up short in the short term to prevent a burnout or an injury that could potentially sideline you for months as opposed to, you know, just missing a session or a week of training is fucking intense. That is like, that's the bread and butter. That's the bread and butter of Ironman training right there. Like miss a swim today so that you can come back and hit the whole of next week as opposed to doing that swim, injuring yourself, missing three weeks. That's the whole bread and butter of it right there. In the Strong First course, we actually learned that you stop the program before you fail. That way you're not going to burn yourself out or injure yourself trying to make a lift that you probably knew you couldn't make anyway. So that way you're not going to burn yourself out and you know you pull the weights back and you start a new build from that that point onwards. So you pull the weights back from you know where you 
almost failed and then start building from there instead of actually failing and potentially injuring yourself through poor form um the sorry the mentality should be long term and not short term miss a session today to have a full week next week instead of hurting yourself and missing the whole of next week or you know the whole next two weeks three weeks consistent consistency is always gonna win always consistency wins um how do we teach this now this needs to be taught along the way oh yeah true i thought that didn't make any sense so this needs to be taught along the way um by helping people understand that pulling up then putting up consistent good work in the long term is going to yield better results than a burst of amazing work in the short term um an example diet challenges um eight-week diet challenges so someone who regularly goes to goes hard on those eight-week diet challenges um but as soon as the eight weeks is up, reverts back to their old kind of old ways and puts all the weight they lost back on um, and, you know, moves straight back into their old habits. They're never going to progress as far as the person who has decided that they're going to change their lifestyle over the next six months. And over those six months, they implement little changes here and there that they are going to keep those changes, that they plan on keeping those changes for a lifetime. And instead of dropping their fucking daily intake or from fucking, you know, three and a half thousand calories to two and a half thousand calories or two thousand calories, they're dropping their daily intake from two and a half thousand to two two hundred, cutting out the fucking refined crap, maybe exercising an extra session a week instead of three they're doing four you know or instead of doing three sessions they're doing three sessions and they're taking their dog for a walk a couple of days a week like they just introduce slow little changes you know they make their bedtime a bit better they stop drinking as much little changes in the long term are going to help you far better than fucking eight week challenge like you know you can do as many of those little challenges throughout the year as you want but unless you're going to carry changes through to your life for the long term they're not going to be as beneficial. So the person who decides to plan for the long term is always going to do better because they're going to be in it forever. It's not going to be something they see as a chore. It's like, okay, this is my life now. Like I'm going to look after myself, you know, the 80-20 rule. Eat really good 80% of the time and eat whatever the fuck you want the rest. So they're going to go further than those people who are restrictive as for eight weeks and then fucking blow out at the end because they can't wait to eat all the chocolates. Um, so... Yeah, think long-term. Long-term always goes further. Um, another example, you know, two people starting out at the gym. One has a goal to train six days a week. The other has three days a week. These are people that have just gotten into training. So the six-day-a-week person lasts two weeks before they quit because it's fucking too much. It's way too much. If you're just starting out at the gym, going six sessions a week fucking straight off the bat is going to crush you like you are going to be so sore and stiff and tight and it's going to feel shit um whereas the three day a week person lasts a month and they're like cool i might actually add another session because that feels pretty good um and i'm starting to enjoy it they both did 12 sessions but one um sorry but one obviously thought at the end of it like i'm going to add more i'm going to i'm going to start doing more and one quit like it's, I mean, that was a fabricated example, but it's the same principle. Like, don't fucking launch in too hard, blow yourself out. Jesus, I hit the mic. Blow yourself out and then quit. When you can kind of ease into it, make little changes because little changes go a long way, especially if you're planning for a year. If you make a little change every month for a year, that's 12 changes for the whole year. That's a lot. As opposed to making all 12 in, it's like, um, uh, the, what do you call it? New Year's resolutions. Like making 12 changes in the first month of the year. And then they last a month and you're like, fuck this, this is way too hard. Whereas if you had have implemented one change every month for the year and given yourself a month to get used to that change, it's the process of adaption uh, or adaptation. That's how it works. Like that's how you get stronger. You know, you lift a certain amount of weight for a period of time, then you add more and you get used to that. You add more. It's just how you fucking work. It's how we train ourselves. It's how we train our muscles, our aerobic systems. Why can't it be how we adapt new skills and new habits? Like that's how we should look at it. I actually realized, came to a realization the other day that I've been doing some up to eight minutes on a block that I started. Let's start back. Let's roll it back. I've got to deliver this properly. So on my trainer, I started doing three, no, two minute 
two-minute sets at 320 watts. Um, and they were hard. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's really difficult. And then I upped it to, uh, I didn't up it. My coach upped it three minutes. Then she was like, four minutes, five minutes, eight minutes. Now, I oh know five minutes, six minutes, then eight minutes. So I'm doing eight minute blocks at 320 when I started doing them at two, I started doing two minute blocks. Still the same rest time, three minute turnaround, like three minute rest. Um, but I'm doing five, no, six more minutes. I'm doing six minutes extra on top of what I started, started them at. Um, and it's fine. They're very doable. I did three of them yesterday. Felt great. Like you just slowly add and then eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like, fuck, I can do this. Great. So we should, you know, kind of teach it the same way, teach people the same way, like, you know, being mentally tough is kind of thinking long-term and committing that this is a perfect, this is a fucking perfect clip. So being mentally tough is thinking and accepting the fact that it's going to take a long time to kind of get the results we want and accepting the fact that we are going to have to be in it for the long haul. That's mentally tough. Being hard-headed is thinking that you can get it done in a week. That's never going to happen. You need to think long-term that is mental, mentally tough. Um, that was a great clip. Oh, exclusive. Um, yeah, so the next and final thing I think we need to educate people on is we need people to understand that you can do more than you believe you can. Trust me, you can do far more than you think you can. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. What was I going to say? You can always give a little more until you can't. Like you'll know when you can't because you won't be able to do it. But you can keep going. You can keep pushing. You can keep going. You can always give a little bit more. Um, it's going to take a hell of a lot to find that point where you can't give anymore. Like, I don't think many people have ever been to that point. I I don't even think I've been to that point. And, or maybe in my Iron Man. Maybe. But I didn't stop. So, no, I haven't. I haven't reached that point where I can't physically give anymore. Um, it's just, you know, it's so difficult to get there. I reckon I was pretty close, but I wasn't there. Um, so we need people to understand that you can always give a little bit more. We are far more capable than we give ourselves credit for. We are our own harshest, harshest critics and biggest limiters most of the time because we're like, I can't do that. So you don't even, don't even really try. Whereas if you had a fucking crack, you probably would, you'd surprise yourself. Um, I think this attitude is quite limited to like, you got to ignore strength stuff and super skilly based stuff with this because like you want to try and clean and jerk fucking 100 kilos and you've never done a clean and jerk in your life you're not going to be able to do it it's just not possible unless you dedicate time to training that then you might get it yes but off the bat bat it doesn't matter how much you believe in yourself you're not going to move it like if i was to say i'm going to do a 100 kilo clean and jerk tomorrow couldn't do it not possible um so I think you've got to take strength and skill-based movements and things out of it, um, at least in the short term. So what was next? That's right. So you've heard of the David Goggins 40% rule, uh, meaning that you only work to 40% of your actual capacity. You have 60% of unused potential. Or maybe it's the other way around. Now, let's say 40%. Anyway, you just kind of limit yourself. You limit yourself at that 40%. You don't go above it. You can try, trust me. Like that's how I kind of try and do things more. Is like give a little bit more. Just say no one more time. Um, the example I use to try and teach this is it can only be taught through experience. You have to put yourself through uncomfortable positions in training or in life to kind of understand this concept best. Um, so if you're running and you've never run before and you think I'm not, I can't run, I can't run, I can't run more than a k, try it. Give it a shot. Go out and run. Get to a K. And then when your body's like, stop, please stop. Say no and keep running. Um, and then, you know, you might get to, you know, 1.5 Ks. And your body's going to be like, can we stop now? Seriously, though, can we stop? Say no again. Um, and then you might get to 2 Ks, two and a half. And then one more time, say no. And then see how far you can go. Most People, you might get three or four Ks in and be like, oh shit, cool. I'm going to keep going till I get to eight. You can go further than you think you can. Just say no. When your body tells you to stop, 
Just try saying no once or twice or three times and see how much further you can go than you thought you could. It works. Trust me. I've fucking done it. You know, on in that Ironman, I wanted to walk so many times before I started accepting the fact that I had to walk. I just said, no, not, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm going to keep running. I'm not going to walk. And, you know, it worked. It did. It got me fucking further than I should have. And then... You know, eventually I had to start incorporating walks because the pain was a lot. But, you know, it works. Say no. Just say no once or twice and you'll go further than you thought you could have gone. Um, in terms of life, for me, I like I really want to give stand-up comedy a crack. crack. I think it's something that I'm kind of working towards. Um, but I have a massive fear of public speaking. I think it's better now, but I'm just traumatized from when I was a kid. Getting up and doing presentations in front of class was just fucked. I just don't like it. So... Um, I have like a fear of public speaking and I know that all I got to do is get up in front of people and start maybe an open mic and do it. Like I know I can do it, but it's going to be so uncomfortable at first. It's going to fucking suck. Maybe the first 10 or 15, 20 times that I do it, it's going to be rough, but I know it's going to get better after that. And I know that because I've experienced these uncomfortable positions. Like I know I can do it. I've experienced these uncomfortable positions through training and I think that's the best way we can teach people that they can exceed their expectations is through training because it's the most readily available kind of arena to do it in. It's great for mental health too, not to mention, but it's the most most readily available arena for us to actually do these things is training. Go to the gym and you fucking have a crack, train, do something, push yourself, push yourself past what you thought you could do and you know, see how you go. Learn that you are capable of more than you are capable of. It's great. Find people that can push you because having great people push you is fucking awesome, man. It makes everything easier. Having great people around you that can actually push you into doing things, push you past what you thought you were capable of, like train with people that are better than you um, and try and keep up. And then if you can't, great, but probably you're probably going to have a harder crack than you would have if you were by yourself. So that's that's another way we can try and do it. But you got to put yourself into these situations to try and experience that feeling of hey i don't think i can go any further but i'm going to and then experiencing that oh shit i'm actually better than i thought i was great um so yes i think we can teach mental toughness but i don't think it's as simple as pushing someone in a hard workout i think we need to educate them on a lot of different aspects and those main aspects are um oh wrong button so I think the main aspects we need to educate people on um, to try and help improve their mental toughness are understanding the importance of looking after our mental health. That is a big one. Thinking in the long term, um, having a long-term mindset and accepting the fact that we've got to be in it for the long haul to actually see the results we want to see. Um, and knowing that you are capable of far more than you are capable of, knowing that you can actually push yourself past what you believe and that it'll be okay, knowing that you can actually you know, go that little bit further and that everything's going to be okay. You're not going to fucking kill yourself if you do it, knowing that you will pull up all right. And worst case scenario is you don't make it like you fail that attempt. It's like, okay, that's fine. You found your limit. Now you just got to try and get past that. Keep working towards it. So I think, yes, we can teach mental health, but it's, you know, we've got to teach a a combination of three different things to try and teach it to people. Uh, But it's definitely teachable for sure. Um, I fucking, I would advocate that 100% of the time. Anyway, wow, let's let's wrap this up, shall we? Um, I think that was short but sweet, eh? I covered off a bit. I just think... I like these topics where I don't have to research. I don't, research puts a lot of pressure on me. Mm. Whereas I feel like I'm good at unpacking. I'm good at unpacking concepts. Uh, just because, yeah, I feel like I can unpack, unpack the shit out of a concept. So anyway, to wrap this up, I'm going to finish off by giving you some cool little concepts. Um... Mm, not really. We'll save that one for for next week. All right. So, um, I I heard this thing on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and I thought it was just super cool, and it ties in well with this. So, the more new things, being skills, hobbies, education, whatever that you pick up in life, the better you get at picking skills up. Like the more you understand the process of picking up a new skill. Like picking up a new skill is difficult. 
there's an adjustment period where it's like you're still getting used to kind of doing it. You're still getting used to that adaptation process. You're still trying to practice it. You're still trying to learn it. You don't really have the basics down to progress at it. You don't have the you don't have the basics down, so you can't make it more difficult. You kind of just have to accept the fact that you are kind of just sticking to this phase um, for an extended period of time until you kind of come to grips with it. So I think... I just think it was so true. Like the more things you pick up, the more new things you pick up and learn, the better you get at picking things up. And I just think that's a fucking great attitude to have. Like I love picking up new skills and learning new things. Like this course was fucking awesome. I learned so much. And I'm in that kind of uh, interim period of trying to still learn and put the skills and stuff I learned into practice. So I think it's just such a good mindset to have, you know, understanding that the more skills you pick up, the more new things you pick up, the better you get at picking up new things. Um, well, and I had this, this will be my last, this will be the last thing. I'll finish on this note, all right, guys? Um, so today I was leaving to go train, right? And I picked up my backpack. Um, hang on. There you go. So I was leaving to go and train and I picked up my backpack and it was light as a feather. Nothing was in it. And I checked my drink bottle. My drink bottle was full and that was in there. And I was like, there is still nothing in this bag. And I was like, you know what? I've got to start filling it with stuff. So I started grabbing a jumper. I grabbed a beanie. I grabbed a, a Cocoa Coast. I grabbed a Monster. I grabbed an apple, a banana. Then I grabbed something else that was completely just ridiculous and no need. I think I grabbed a hat. I don't wear hats. And I threw it all in the bag and I put it on my back. I was like, nice. Now I have justified the backpack. Instead of just carrying a light backpack, I needed to make it heavier to make it worth taking. Um, I do it all the time. I wondered if anyone else did it. I think it's, you know, it's weird. Weird how we do certain things like that. Anyway, on that note, I hope you guys have a ripper week. I will chat to you next week. Don't know what next week's topic's going to be, but it'll be something much like this one. Um, but yeah, have a good week, guys, and I will chat to you in a number of days. All right. Ciao, ciao.